Alright, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live and direct from a galaxy far, far away, it is the Real Nostalgia Podcast. What is crack-a-lackin', my peopleitos? Uh, welcome to another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the pod, as usual. Um, I guess we're just gonna get straight into it this week. I'm feeling a little buzz right now. How you doing? <laughs> pretty well. It's been it's been pretty crazy day, dude. Really? Yeah, I've been a crazy two days this past two days. Oh man, what the fuck's going on? I haven't been drinking a lot of beer lately, so all of a sudden I drank one beer while I was cooking. And you, and got then... bu- you got buzz. Woo, Ooh, man. <laughs> I'm what? litty now. I just cracked open another one. They're they're eight point five percent, both of them. But what is it? Whatever. What are you drinking? Uh, the first one I drink was the Philo from uh, Ogopogo. Oh yeah, uh, I've been wanting uh, to get stra- that one. Strawberry sponge cake beer. Yeah, the Twinkie one. I like it. I like it. It's got like a funky, funky taste to it, but I like it. I like the aftertaste. That's rare for a beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then I just opened up the new box logo from Mumford. Just to try. Oh, it. is it good? Is it with like all the glitter? Like yeah, the glitter, the glitter one. Yeah, I like them. You know, I mean, they all kind of taste the same. Not too dank. It's like really easy to drink, but oh, okay. they kind of creep up on you. So I'm kind of like, oh, shit, dude. I got work tomorrow, so I'm kind of scared. <laughs> but why are things crazy right now? Oh, oh so, dude, right now when, when you text me, like, oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah. So I, I was watching a movie. I just finished, uh-huh. too. And I what get movie? up. It was, um, what was it called? Some <sighs> Kind of Heaven. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So I was watching. Aronofsky so, strikes again. Yeah, dude, it's it was good. Um, so I get up and I start walking to my office, and I turn the corner over, like right where like past my couch, and uh, my dog Frank, he's laying there in a pool of blood. What the hell? Yeah, and it's like right in my mind. I was like, did this fool just off himself? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like what the fuck happened? Like a lot of blood? Yeah, it was a lot of blood, and like he was laying on a blanket, and it was like white and blue, and it was just like all red. What the hell? Yeah, so then I was like, what the hell's going on? So then like we got him and we we're trying to like look to see where he's bleeding from. We yeah. looked all over and we couldn't find it and eventually it was like under his chin. I don't and know. What was it? I don't know what happened to him, but it was bleeding and I guess he his like all of his paws are like all bloody. The carpet there's blood all over the carpet. What the hell? Yeah, I know. So then like we kind of like cleaned him up a little bit and put some bactine, you know, on his chin. I would have put some fucking super glue on that shit. It's not it's like shredded. It's like it's not like cut open, it's just like got yeah. sh- it's like kind of shredded or something, huh? Like I don't know if he fell and like scraped it on the concrete or or what happened but to him. You're so, you you. It sounded like he's like in a pool of blood. Yeah, well, it, it's like the blood saturated. You know what I mean? And it covered the whole blanket full. It's like all red around him. Oh, I you see know what, what I mean? you're saying. I'm thinking possessor. What? Oh no, not not a gore. <laughs> but I'm um, like, could I, what he was doing was he was rubbing his paw because it was bothering him. Yeah. So he's rubbing his paw on it and it's making it bleed even more. So his yeah, paws always do are that. bloody. Dogs yeah. always do that. They always like, or when they like something happens to their paw or something, they like keep licking it to the point of like bleeding. Yeah. It's so weird. Dogs are funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> this dog's just, I don't know where he's bleeding from. <laughs> Why'd you say this whole week though? Is other shit? Oh, happening? no, dude. Yesterday was, oh, man. You know, there's sometimes you get cocky, dude. And then you're just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm doing good. I, I used to be lactose intolerant, you know, and I was like, I'm sure yeah. I've been, I've been really good at it, you know, nothing's yeah. been really inf- affecting me too much, but I went to, um, um, the fuck's that, uh, Bottle Logic, and like, they had a, oh, bu- okay. they had yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah, good yeah, beers, yeah. right? So I got some beers. I got like a Crowler, and it was like a golden milk stout. Yeah. And uh, so I drank it last night, and oh, um, yeah, dude, and it was, 
So then, like, it was, I barely started feeling my stomach. Like, oh, man, I shouldn't, you know, like, I'm starting to feel it now. Yeah. And then uh, my daughter, Penelope, she's, like, she walks to the corner and she has that look on her face. You know, like, she's got to, she's going to do some some pooping, you know? Yeah. So then she does her thing and then she turns around and it's, like, all over her back. Like, it, like, went. The doo-doo. Yeah, it just, like, went up, like, on the top of her. It just pushed through the top of her diaper and, like, went all over her back. Oh hell! So then, like yeah. I had to like pick her up and like run her to like our diaper changing station, and, it, and then like, and then at that point, like my stomach was turning. <laughs> it started doing like the bubble guts, dude. And I had like the shit in my face, and I was like, no. And then like we we're just trying to like wipe her down, dude. I got so nauseous that that was gonna pass out. Really? Yeah, because and then like, because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't we didn't eat dinner yet, and then like so I had like an empty stomach, and I drank that beer, and it was just kind of like messing with me, you know. So the smell and then like all like, you know, just it, it just got grossed out. And then on top of that, like I got like really bad like stomach cramps from the beer. Oh my god! Dude, I know. Was I the to, beer good at least? Yeah, well, it was delicious, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then it was worth it. Fuck it, dude. No, dude, because then like after that, like we, I Mickey ordered pizza on top like for dinner. What so, the hell? Yeah, so I was just like, I'll have a slice, and then like still, dude, my the whole night my stomach was just like hurting. Like, oh boy, where'd you guys get pizza from? Monstrous. Uh, I had monsters too, and like, it like did the job, but I wasn't like it was. I don't know like how to describe it. Like I was looking for something. I was like, I you know we had been we have been talking about like oh uh, we were wanting trying to find like a fucking pizza spot locally around yeah. us that is like good, but it's like man, I I tried I tried the fucking monsters like I I made my own pizza. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, the build your own. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, I went for it, and then it was like I I had it, and it was okay. I don't know. Something about it is like I should have just went with the pastrami pizza. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's certain ones that are like really, really good, and then like everything else is just kind of like getting to like Little Caesars quality. But that thing is like the Little Caesars. The I mean the Little Caesars. The pastrami pizza always messes up my stomach. Oh like yeah, big time, bro. Oh, it's so bad. I don't know because it's like so rich. Yeah, but... a lot of cheese on that one. Oh yeah, because there's no like sauce to cut it. It's just like mustard and cheese <laughs> on bread. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, oh my god, my stomach! Every time I think about it, my stomach hurts. It's pretty gnarly. Right? And then like, I, it's like after like we used to, where I used to live, we had that one place, Pizza Pirates. Yeah, dude, that was delicious, and like nothing compares to it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what's funny? You know what's funny is I have a homie who lives in P Town, right? And uh-huh. like I always tell him about that place, and he's like, "Dog, that place is trash." No I'm way, like, dude. what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, he lives not too far from there. Well, I've had it, I haven't like, had their pizza like I would say like over a year for sure, almost two years. Yeah. But because uh, we used to get at the brewery, or maybe because we're always drunk at the brewery, and then like it just tastes so good. I've been craving Patrillos, but like it's kind of hard to get it because you gotta gotta like wait in line. One of my my coworkers, of he uh, he knows like uh, the family that owns it. Yeah, and he just said like the, the the quality went down a lot. Oh, big time! That's yeah. what I've heard too. It's like guys who try who have never had it like it, but it's like I don't know. You know, when you've ha- been having it since you were a little kid, since like the original San Gabriel restaurant, like yeah, it's like it's not the same. And then, like, yeah, the it's one of those places that it's, like, super crowded, and I don't like standing in line for places, even though I know it's good. Like, I know, you know, I'm going to get what I pay for, but it's just yeah. kind of like, it's like with Red Devil. I want their pizza. I want to try their pizza because I haven't tried it in years. But, like, every time you go past there, it's like there's, like, a line out the door of, like, six to ten people, and you're just like, man, I don't want to wait in this line. Yeah, I know. We should just try it, though. I mean, if a lot of those people like it, it's probably, that's, like, the one place we haven't tried it. It's probably the best pizza in our in our area. The thing is, it's, it's, it's as expensive as Petrillo, so it's like, do I want oh, Petrillo's or do I want Red Devil? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm kind of like, whatever. <laughs> I got some good yeah. news, though. Uh, Jeff Bridges... What? 
his tumor shrunk a lot, so that's good. He, he, we'll have him around for a while. Why? Well, he said that? Yeah, I guess he came out today and said that his tumor, I guess the treatment like worked a lot, and it's shrunk down dramatically. I don't like whenever that. I don't like when they ever put their business out there, because then, like, they'll, it'll put that out there, and then, like, uh, two years from now, it'll, like, surge back, and you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, no. Boy. I think it was, like, it was more about, like, talking about the, the capital, you know, like, storm the capital. Yeah. And then he, it was just like, oh, yeah, I got great news. And then I went home and turned the TV on and fucking found out. I saw that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is so wild, bro. I can't believe, man, white people, bro. They be crazy, <laughs> dog. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was gnarly, man. All the black people they took pictures of, they were just looking for that stimmy, bro. They were just there for the stimmy, See, some bro. Of, some of them they should have put out the stimmy earlier, and this would have never happened, bro. <laughs> some of the memes have been hilarious. They oh, just yeah, like, they like, be funny, dog. Like, like that have, one picture of like the black dude. He's like the only black dude in the inside the actual uh, dais, like where they do the dais or yeah. whatever. Like the actual, <laughs> and it's like you know he was looking for the stimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that shit had me die, bro. Dude, we almost uh, had to call Gerard Butler on that one, dude. Oh, I know, right? We had to. We almost had to do fucking Olympus has followed on that <laughs> yeah, one, bro. No. <laughs> oh my god, dude! The world is like falling down around us, and I'm like over here, like, uh, Sundance is uh, happening. Gotta get my tickets. <laughs> 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 I can like care less, you know? Like fucking people, dude. Get over yourself, man. <laughs> No shit, that makes me laugh. Cause that was like literally this week. It's like all this shit's happening, and I'm like, I don't care, dude. I'm just worried about Sundance. They released their tickets this week. I'm trying to buy. I'm trying to buy showings before they sell out, bro. <laughs> it sucks. That it's, it's digital, and they're still selling out. I know they sold that quick. I got super lucky. I got super lucky. Uh, yeah, I I don't know how what account I was following, but they were like, oh, uh, they're premiering the Judas and the Messiah at yeah. Sundance. And uh, your boy got ticket. I uh, got a ticket. I was just like, uh, and then it, I I checked later on that day, like literally two hours later, and it was sold it was out. Gone. I'm assuming yeah. it sold out it quick, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. an Amazon movie, right? They're gonna release it on Amazon sometime. Uh, HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max. Oh, it's okay. gonna be HBO Max. I'm kind of scared, but uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. Yeah, and but, then uh, uh, HBO Max. It just came out, and well, not them, but but Godzilla versus Kong. Like that got moved up two months. So the now, one that I'm looking forward to is uh, the Denzel one in two weeks. Oh, yeah. That looks with Jared Leto? Yeah, it looks good. It's like yeah. garbage crime, but uh, <laughs> I like those kind of movies. So, like, yeah. I don't know. It looks good. It does look I don't good. like Rami Malek, but it looks good. You know, I've never really been into him, but then, like, I've never seen the stuff that people like with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I've never seen Bad Robot. I've never seen, like, the stuff that people really talk about. All Mr. I saw, Robot. Was, oh, yeah, Mr. Robot. And all, all I've seen was that stupid Queen movie. <laughs> That sucks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. I feel you. People are always like, uh, the big thing on him is people are always like, oh, "Well, it's just like Rami Malek playing a character," and I'm like, "Well, it's like most it's like big actors. actors yeah. That's who. That's what Tom it is." Tom Cruise. If you see Tom Cruise in a movie, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage is whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's not gonna change. So I don't know. It's just he's got a distinct face, probably. That's. Yeah, I mean, he's good in Mr. Robot. I like Mr. Robot. He's good in it, but uh, yeah, I just he. He takes he's a little too uh like self serious for me for my oh, okay. But have you seen any movies this week? Uh just that some kind of heaven. And what do you think of it? Yeah. Uh don't don't ruin it for me because I want to see it because this was that was one of the la- that was one of the movies I wanted to see before everything shut down. That was in like that was coming to theaters. It didn't come out, mm-hmm. but that was going to be released within the coming weeks like before and I had seen a trailer for it. 
when I went to go see St. Francis in Pasadena, and I was like, oh, that looks so good. I want to see that. Yeah. But it just never came out, you know what I mean, because of the COVID. But, uh, yeah. So I, like, I liked it a lot. It was really good. It, it had, yeah. like, a lot of vibes of um, was it Empty Pockets, Bloody Noses. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like the similar vibes to that, and um, yeah, it was shot really cool. Like I like the way it was shot, and um, I think you'll like it a lot. Yeah, I, I think, think I'll dig like it too. Yeah. Where'd you see it? Is it is it free on a service, or you got to pay? Did you pay for it? I rented it. It was like six, seven bucks on iTunes. Oh, okay, not bad then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's good, yeah. man. Like it's it's short. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. So it flies by. It's just like those those characters are interesting. Well, the trailer is like so good. I don't, I don't know if you ever saw the trailer. The trailer's yeah. cut. The trailer's cut to like, oh, it's like gnarly. It like starts off gnarly, and then all of a sudden, it just tra- it cuts to like all this debauchery that happens at like fucking old people homes, and you're just like, wait, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some, like there's high, some funny characters. High yeah. rate of like STDs and shit because all these old dudes are just like smashing all these old ladies. <laughs> that shit's funny, dude. Yeah, it's good, man. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I want to see that. I haven't. Again, this week, I've been fucking reading a lot, and uh, man, I've been like, I stumbled upon a couple of good books, so it's just like, I've been trying to smash through them. I fucking read that Ready Player Two, and then that book that I was telling you about by Sam's Talent, Running the Running the Light, about the comedian, mm-hmm. it's like really good. It's really good, and so like, I'm almost done with that one, and then I started a James Baldwin book, but... Uh, the, yeah, running, I mean, the Running the Light, is it kind of like, what kind of book is it? Is it like fiction, or is it... It's fiction. It's fiction. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's fiction. Oh, cool. It's just based on like a uh, a comedian, like a comedian who's like not past his prime, but a comedian that like time almost kind of forgot about. No, so I started reading that that book I bought you, the um, the Dying is Easy, or what's it called, the Joe Hill comic. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the other one. I I I I, I, I like I uh I like passed through it. Yeah, but I haven't looked at it. But yeah, so I started I mean, reading. I read like it. I think I read the first issue. Yeah, and um. It's kind of like I I know like I you know I listen to a lot of like podcasts with comics and stuff, so it just like his writing it just seemed like somebody from the outside writing about a comic and wh- what goes on in the you know what I mean. It just yeah. didn't seem too genuine. So like I wonder how. Nah, this I, is- I I will let you borrow this book and you'll be like, it's almost if like Doug Stanhope wrote a book about himself. Oh really? Oh that'd be yeah. So like you'll enjoy it. It, it like goes into the nuance of like a road comic. Oh cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like a Wayne Fetter or like a fucking Doug Stanhope or like people that like you know their faces and stuff or yeah. like and you're just kind of like oh but they like are always on the road you know what I mean they're always killing like yeah it's good man it's like it's just crazy like you know time passes people by and yeah I don't know it's good it's like wild to know that this kid wrote it and he's not like a successful comic you know what I mean not successful with quotes like he's not like huge you know what I mean he does gigs and. I think he's a feature now. I don't know if he's a headliner, but he's definitely a feature. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy to me that like he gets the nuance of all this shit right. But that's just that goes to show you that's like if like one of us decided to write a book about something like if we were good writers who had good prose like this guy, like, yeah, it would make sense because like we're uh, or or so I think we're like so entrenched in that world. Like we want to know like so much about everything. You know what I mean? It's like. All that shit you like, you like ravage the intake. You just yeah, wanna, yeah, like, yeah. I want to know about this, like this comic, and I want, I want to know his thought process, and I want to know how they come up with jokes, and you know what I mean. But this goes into the nuance of like, yeah, like on the being on the fucking road. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I'm a road comic. No. It's like oh older, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a documentary, right? Yeah, it's a documentary, yeah. and that's kind of like I could. I that's like a funny version of this book. Oh, okay. 
because it's kind of depressing like how (laughs) this guy's kind of a loser you know what i mean but yeah it's good like i've been reading that and then uh, is is it by sam talent yeah it's by sam talent it's okay it's free right now like if you have kindle unlimited it's part of it. oh then fucking read 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 that that shit dude it's good dude it's like easy read too he's not like it's not heavy reading it's like uh yeah it's good I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's good. Cool, I'll check it out. But uh, uh, I also watched this week, uh, fucking lockdown. The I caught the HBO Max movie, the the one the one that was made during lockdown about lockdown with Anne Hathaway and oh uh, yeah what's yeah his name Chuella, uh, what's his name? It looks pretty. Chuella I mean, K. it looks Wella pretty good. Or whatever. It looks entertaining. I have I have two problems, two big qualms with it. Yeah, it's good. I would recommend it to people. It's like uh-huh. it's good. One is like I don't know if I want to watch a movie about lockdown anymore. You know, what I mean? oh, I'm kind of yeah, like yeah. tired of it. Like those Zoom, all those Zoom things that happened earlier in the year were cool, like the Father of the Bride and stuff like that. But at the same time, I felt like we were watching those things just because nothing else like, was we on wanted, TV. Or... We wanted something to watch, like we yeah. wanted something to take our mind. But at the same time, it's like when you get reminded of like the situation where it kind of ends. Still, it's like because we're over it, dude. Like it was you're not, over it. It's not you're over anymore. it. Yeah. So like the first. 45 minutes of that movie is like all set up and it's all during that and it's like zoom calls and this and you're like come on dude i like i've already seen a bunch of these things you know what i mean yeah don't get me wrong it's good writing but and then the other thing is like it's always a struggle for me when it's like two super famous people like that like Anne hathaway and chuela chuela for i don't know how to say his first name dude but uh yeah like it's like if i always think about like if they had two other people who would i cast and like I don't know if I would cast somebody with their big names, but at the same time, it's like a double edged sword. Like you have to cast them to get that made, to get that produced. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the director has to get those names attached to it. So it gets greenlit and then you can make the movie. Especially but, during right now, these times. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating. Cause it's like, I think this would have been such a good movie if there was like maybe no name or like lower totem actors in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's, they're like, they, they, they sell it as like a heist movie, but it's way more of like a rom com. Oh, okay. During during Zoom, like during the pandemic. Yeah, because I know the trailer starts off like a rom com, and then and then it's like, oh no, this is a heist movie. Like it just like, no, turns- no, no, no. I would I would flip it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like the heist the heist part of it isn't that interesting. It's just it's pretty self explanatory. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a Doug Lyman movie, so Swingers, fucking yeah. Born Identity. You know what I mean? He's got the pedigree. Um, I'd recommend it. It's not my favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a bad HBO Max movie. I'm like, if this is the quality movie you're going to give me every other movie, uh, as opposed to these marquee movies, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I saw that. I saw I saw a couple of older movies. I saw fucking uh, Tender Mercies, which is a Robert Duvall movie, the one he won the Oscar for. It's basically like Crazy Heart before Crazy Heart. It's oh, like what okay. Crazy Heart, proto Crazy Heart, like what uh scott cooper made uh crazy heart you know based on of an old guy who was a country music star who was like married to the superstar uh broke up with her comes back to town to try to find his like music musicality it's like a, that's, you, you just described that that one movie with bradley cooper Which i've one? never seen easy heart but i've seen the- oh St- uh, stars born yeah uh, it's a little bit, but this is a Star is Born. It, it's they both take from the same thing. It's oh, definitely okay. like yeah, but just different. But I'd say I date. I definitely say Crazy Heart because it's like it's it's a, it's like a solo thing. Uh, Star is Born is about a, like a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is more about a guy finding himself. Oh, like, okay. You know that's kind of lost, and that's yeah. more of Crazy Heart, which is like Jeff Bridges. He was like a drunk. Uh, looking for redemption, but yeah, uh, it, it's good. It's like it's like super good. It like 
and uh robert duvall dude i'm like on a robert duvall kick right now i'm just trying to watch everything i can with him i fucking love the man i kind of feel like he's forgotten in the tier yeah, I, like, I feel that way too dude he's kind of forgotten in this tier right now like for some odd reason right now there's a lot of uh What's his name? The dude from Mr. Holland's Opus. What's his fucking name? And Jaws. Richard Dreyfuss. There's oh, like a yeah. lot of Richard Dreyfuss love right right now in my world or whatever. I don't know. Like I, he's just been around a lot lately. Uh-huh. Uh, and so there's he's like in that same class as like you know he was like uh, roommates with Gene Hackman and fucking, you know he's in that tier of actor. Yeah. And I was I always feel like Robert Duvall always gets forgotten. He's like in all these crazy fucking classic <laughs> movies, but he's like he sometimes has just like bit parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I fucking love him. And the funny thing is, like, in Tender Mercies, he's, like, still bald and looks <laughs> the same as he does now, dude. It's wild. That's, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> like Steve Martin. Steve Martin always looks like Steve Martin. Like Nah, even... Steve Martin's getting old, bro. I get bummed. Oh, I haven't him seen now. him he recently. Looks old now. Yeah? Yeah, like, in the fucking uh, the Father of the Bride, the Zoom oh, thing. Oh, yeah, He yeah. looked old to me, dude. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, he's getting old. Yeah, no. The clock is ticking. It scares me every time I think about it. <laughs> I saw uh, that. I saw the shooting. The shooting is like an old Jack Nicholson movie I had never heard of. It was just on uh, TCM Turner Classic Movie Turner Classic Movies. Fucking, he plays like a young bandit. It's like a weird movie. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it's not for everybody. It's just one of those Western movies. It's kind of like hidden. Like I, I watched it just to say I watched it so I could bring it up in conversation and be like, <laughs> huh, "Have you ever seen that Jack Nicholson movie, The Shooting?" Like that was yeah. I don't know. But uh, and then the last movie I saw that I want to talk about was called the uh, Flashpoint. So I, was, I saw this movie called Flashpoint, right? Right. Yeah. It's this crazy '80s. It's like a cheesy '80s movie, right? It's made with Treat Williams and Chris Christopherson and a bunch of other like character actors. Rip Torn is in it. Um, but it's like a crazy. It's a crazy fucking story. So the story is. These guys, uh, they play Border Patrol agents, and then they dig up a fucking car, right? They dig up this car with a fucking rifle uh-huh. and, like, $80,000 in cash, and this is during the 80s, you know what I mean? And so they find it, and then all of a sudden, like, they decide to be like, fuck it, let's keep the cash, and, like, uh, let's just keep the cash and see yeah. what happens. They keep the cash, and then all of a sudden, all these dudes come out, out of the woodwork. The fucking FBI starts coming after them, and then fucking, like, federalities start coming after them. <sighs> and then you find out that... This fucking money was payoff for the JFK assassination. Oh, shit, like, dude. and this guy was trying to get to Mexico to flee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they found his car with this money and the rifle that shot John F. Kennedy. That's like the storyline. It's like a horrible '80s movie, but it's like shot fucking beautifully. It's horrible. I I, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. But it's one of those things where in my mind I'm like, I want to rewrite this. Like I want to oh, write the yeah, fucking yeah. script to this for a new. Like why isn't this remade? Like this is a story that needs to be remade. Yeah, it's, that sounds because interesting. It's like crazy. It's like what if you found uh, all this money? All this money. If you were a border patrol agent, found all this money in a buried car, and then you were just like, people just started showing up to try to kill you, and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? And you come to find out this was like money, that was like a payoff for a hit on John F. Kennedy. Yeah, you're like, you're like wait, what? It's like so, so, so crazy that it. I don't know. To me, like it works. It's so simple. The premise is so fucking simple. Yeah. So now, do you think that like if you were to do your own version version of it, would it be the same? Or is it just that the fact that it was JFK that made it like more like, no, it would just be, I don't know if I would do JFK because I don't know if kids would even like care. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you would be like, I don't know. You would like, I would take a, I would take a random event, like a huge historical random event and be like, this was the payoff or something. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was driving with a black box from the plane from nine 11. 
that that would be something crazy like that, like, right? yeah. or something like that you know what i mean something but it had to be it would have to connect to a historical event you know what i mean yeah something big i don't know but that i it sound it just sounds to me it sounds like so cool like make an hour and a half gnarly movie you know what i mean that'd like, be cool the, yeah it's i don't know it's ripe it's ripe to me i guess you would say uh-huh I don't know. I, I keep thinking about it. I kind of want to like rewrite. I just want to. I, I, I keep thinking about it. Like I kind of want to like, try to rewrite it or something, dude. Like as like a spec script or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I really got to think of the treatment because I do like the JFK thing, but I don't know if it would connect with audiences now. Yeah, it'd be have to be like Logan Paul or something. <laughs> no, I know. I think like because like that's such a huge thing that we still don't know anything about. Yeah, you know what so fascinates me sense. is like the. Either, I think there's a documentary about it or something going on with the Nixon, like the what's it called, the like fourteen and a half minutes or eighteen and a half minutes or something. Uh huh. Have you seen that? It's like a no. It's, so it's like I guess there's a certain amount of footage missing from the the tapes for the Watergate uh, tapes. The Watergate tapes, and this this movie is about. Oh, okay, yeah. So that, it's uh, Bruce Campbell's in it. It's coming. Oh. It's coming up, and it's about those eighteen and a half minutes. Game over. Game over. <laughs> Nope, done, done. Dude. It, it is from a first-time director, but like it looks cool. That's what it's about. And then Bruce Campbell plays Nixon, like he plays the Nixon in the tapes. Oh, but yeah, it was, that's a cool concept, though. But yeah, I don't know. We would have to like you'd have to really like. I don't know. Maybe it's a hit on like there was a hit on the president and the Mexican president in the eighties, but that's like not big enough. I don't know. I feel like JFK is like such what about a John huge Lennon? thing. You know what I mean? I know it's cool, but anyways, yeah, it just it has me thinking, and like it really got my juices going. It was one of those things where it's like, I was looking through movies, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking watch this. Like, I hear people talk about this movie sometimes, and then I watched it, and I was like, holy shit, like this is trash, uh-huh. but the concept is so fucking good. Like, ah oh man, I don't know how to describe it. It was fucking got me stoked. And then it's like one of those movies where like nobody was shooting the border of fucking Mexico in the '80s, so like. It's like all these helicopter shots that like are fucking gorgeous, man. It's like a gorgeous looking movie, um, but it's just trash. Like Treat Williams is like overacting his ass off, and then uh, Chris Christopherson. I mean, he's a stud, man. Whistler from fucking Blade. I mean, that's the god. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I saw those movies. Um, you didn't see anything else? You said that's it, man. <sighs> all right, uh, I guess we're gonna get straight into it, my brethren. Dude, um, so this week we wanted to talk about uh, our anticipated movies, our most anticipated movies. Ruben kind of caught me off guard. He like ranked his. I didn't. I just did a lot of research on movies. <laughs> he, he says cut him off guard, but it was in the text. <laughs> Do our top ten most anticipated movies. I didn't see top ten. I just saw our most anticipated movies. <laughs> so I just wrote out a bunch. So like I have way more than ten, but I did rank them real quick. And so I guess we're gonna go through it like we did our uh, other movies, but. Uh, Okay, so let me preface this by saying I don't know if all of these movies are coming out this year. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of things are going to get pushed push back yeah. this year, and we don't know necessarily yeah, yeah. if everything's coming out or how the schedule's fucking working. Like, there's a couple of movies on my list that have been pushed back at two or three times, and I still don't know if they're coming out. You know what I mean? I don't. They don't know. It's like all a matter of like, do they want a distributor? Do they want to go fucking VOD? It's like uh-huh. you know, do you wait six months, see where we're at, and then be like, fuck it, after summer theaters are open again yeah I don't, I don't know it's like weird but uh yeah i guess let's just get straight into it brother right, you can start number 10 where you at okay number 10 is a wild card one dude it's just oh let's go baby okay it's called willie's wonderland what the fuck is that okay so it's it's uh starring nicholas cage and he play. i think he's like a janitor right and like he gets kind of like tricked into like cleaning this chuck e cheese type of place 
And like, I think what happens is like this guy who owns the place, like the the you know the characters of Chuck E. Cheese, like the the chef and all those like animatronics. Yeah. Well, I think he he like has to feed them. So Nicolas Cage comes around and he's a janitor and he he tells Nicolas Cage, okay, I need you to like clean my you know my my place of my business whatever overnight. So he does and he goes in there and then he locks the door and he just expects his monsters to eat him. But it turns out Nicolas Cage is a badass and he fucking fights all these these animatronic monsters. What the hell? So there's like a couple of Nicolas Cage movies that are coming out like that yeah. that sound very interesting. There's another one that I heard about recently. Where Pedro Pascal, you know, the Mando, yeah. the guy yeah, that everybody loves, fucking Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. He plays a rich, like, uh, drug kingpin who wants Nicolas Cage to come to his party. Nicolas Cage shows up to his party. This is all him as playing as Nicolas Cage. He shows up to his party, and then all hell breaks fucking loose, and he has to use all his past characters as him playing Nicolas Cage dude, to, like, awesome. fucking get out of this. That's crazy, right? Yeah. He, he's on and a roll, a- dude. There's another movie. I don't know if that's the movie you're talking about that's premiering at Sundance that I saw, but it's like a from a first time director and it's supposed to be like super fucking gnarly like that. Well the director is Kevin Lewis. I don't know if you if you saw who No, this know. is a this is a foreign director, the one oh, that's okay. performing at Sundance. But it's a min another midnight movie. And it's supposed to be as fucking gnarly as Mandy, people are oh, saying. Oh, okay. Have you seen Color of Space? I've been wanting to see that. Nah, out of color, out of time, or whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen it. No, I don't like. I don't like Richard Stanley. Oh, uh, so yeah, but this one looks pretty wild, dude. He's like on his roll right now, man. Where he's just like, fuck it, I, fuck it, dude. Like, he's like leaning he, into he, it. He's like, that okay. Whole, did you see? Have you seen that new show, The Fucking Bad Words? I haven't yeah. seen it, but yeah, it's funny. It's pretty yeah? good. Yeah, I only saw the fuck episode, but like, oh. but, <laughs> but it's pretty it. pretty funny. He's good in it. Yeah. He's good. He's it like the good. he's like the perfect person to get for that. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Because I would think like the obvious would be Samuel L. Jackson. But like no, they have yeah, this. that's right, that's right. He's but got think, that book, the yeah. one that's like the famous book, audio book, to put oh, yeah. put you to fucking sleep or some shit like that, <laughs> which is like f word or some shit. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so my number ten. So that why I preface the conversation is because I don't know if this is gonna come out this year. Oh, okay. Apparently it's filmed, whatever, but I don't know if it's coming out. Uh, this is the uh, Joel Cohen uh uh remake or uh, version of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington. Yeah. So this is the first time Denzel's going to be working with one of the Coen brothers. It's like an all-star cast. Uh, came out that it's shot in black and white. Um, I mean, it's Denzel and a Coen. Like, I fucking want to see it. I want to see Denzel fucking yeah. God mode. Like, I, I think I saw either Apple or HBO picked it up, and they're going to release it this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I want to see it. This is also one of the few movies that they're no, not both Coen brothers. You know what I mean? It's just Joel Cohen, right? It's just Joel. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to see it. I want to see fucking Denzel be. That'd be cool, man. Uh, yeah. Fucking King Macbeth and fucking. And I want to know if it's going to be like uh, that Josh Whedon movie that came out not too long ago, Black and White, but they still talk in iambic pentameter, or is it going to be a retelling of Macbeth? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, not necessarily following the actual, like, uh, cadence. More like a modern day language, version of, language whatever. of yeah. uh, Shakespeare. But uh, yeah, that's self-explanatory. I want to see it. I don't know if it's coming out. All right, my next, next. one is uh, *Malignant*. It's uh, directed by James Wan. So this is okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. So so he's recently just been doing like these huge action movies like *Aquaman* and *Fast and the Furious*. You know what I mean? And uh, so now like he's kind of this is his like coming back to the horror genre. And yeah. like they don't really know much about it, but it's like he wrote the story, and then like somebody wrote the script. I guess like the person that's writing the nun or whatever like helped him with the script, but like it just recently got like a uh, R like a hard R rating. 
for like gruesome violence and all that stuff. So I'm pretty excited because you know, dude, J- James Wan, I think for me is like one of the best, like, um, current horror, not current, but like more like the newer horror directors. You know, okay, like his style, I think is just like really good. Like, Insidious was like really awesome. You know, and pretty scary. And so yeah. was um, The Conjuring. So like I like that style. Yeah. You know, it's real creepy. So yeah, so that's coming out. I think like mid year sometime. He's definitely the auteur right now of the horror genre. Invented a whole fucking, um, uh, what would you say, world? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Conjuring universe. He created yeah. a whole universe. And so uh, can't take that for granted. He's like, I think he's the most. Um, Dude, Saul. He did what, Saul. I, what, do you, what do you call it? I think he's the most, um, like has made the most money as a director as a, in oh, the yeah, horror yeah. genre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because of the Conjuring and all those movies, they're all technically there's like his, nine you know Saw I mean? movies. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? so and there's a yeah. new one with, with I was gonna put on my list, but I didn't. The Spiral. Do you know what it's about? I don't. Oh, Spiral. I, is yeah. he doing Spiral? No, um, Chris Rock is. I think he, I don't know who's directing, but Chris Rock might be directing, right? He might be. I don't know. I, I haven't. I, know, looked he, I I was looking into. It. I like wrote it on my list, but I didn't look into it because yeah. it's like I do want to see it, but it's not on my what I want to fucking see. Yeah. But yeah, so there's, I mean, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna get money off of that one for sure because it's his his brand, you know. Yeah, so I mean, the guy is a money machine, baby. Yeah, even though Aquaman uh, sucked, but that's like his only his only bomb to me. What Aquaman? I mean, it didn't bomb. No, it to me made, though, like it just <laughs> so <much laughs> it money, but, put you to sleep yeah. though. I didn't. I didn't. When I I did, I don't know if I went on that rant. I don't know. I haven't listened back to the episode. Like I don't want to say that I didn't dislike Aquaman. It's just not my favorite. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. You said yeah. You said you didn't like it too much, but like, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just not for me. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a little redundant that movie. Um. All right. So as we're talking about horror, uh, my number nine is uh Last Night in Soho. I don't know if you wrote that on your list. I did. Uh, Edgar Wright. Uh, his movie that's been made for. Uh, I want to say over a year it's been made because they've been talking about it since last year. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I just want to see it. It's an Edgar Wright movie. Like, I want Edgar Wright in my fucking life. Um, sounds cool. It sounds like After Hours. A- I'm sorry, after, after Hours, but with, like, a horror twist. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to yeah. fucking see it. I'm excited because it's, like, his first, like, straight-up horror movie. That yeah, done, genre. You know? It's about a girl. Something happens. She's, like, a fashion she's, like, designer on the run for the whole night. Yeah. It's like a time yeah. travel element to it, right? Right, like, I, I don't know. I haven't really looked like into it. I don't want to read too much into yeah. it. All I know is like, I've gotten the from what I've got from it is like people keep referencing After Hours. Oh, okay. Like, you know, her stuck one night in fucking New York or Soho, obviously. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. I just know she's a star of it. Is that the girl from that chess show? The, yeah, the Queen's okay. Gambit and uh, the fucking is M Night Shyamalan. She's killing it right now, man. She's she's doing good. Yeah, she's doing really good. That was my number uh, three, so I'll just go ahead and delete that. That was what my number three. Holy shit! That high, that high? Oh, yeah, dude, I love it, girl. Right, man, work to, we got a lot of work to do, brethren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I should have held that. Then I know that. Uh, what's your number eight? <laughs> So my number eight is uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Why does that sound so familiar? So it's it's by the guy who directed the death of Dick Long. Okay, so, so one of the what's his what is the it? Daniels. The Daves, the Daniels, the Daniels. So both series, of them yeah. are directing this one. So like they did oh, okay. Swiss Army Men, you know. Yes. And like the it's like a twenty four just bought it right, so they bought the the rights to oh, release it. Oh boy. Yeah. So then that's like the that's like my stamp of approval right there. Yeah. But like it's like the the plot line or whatever is just it's like a fifty five year old Chinese woman finish tries to finish her taxes, and then it's just like all hell breaks loose. 
So oh like, boy, like, I don't no, know if I could do this. And, <laughs> like, like knowing like these two directors, you know, like you know, it's gonna be really good. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be really good. I don't like Swiss Army Man. That's you don't? Like not a, I don't. I didn't enjoy it. Oh, uh, I liked it. It was good. I mean, Death of Dick Long was way better, but like, so Swiss Army Man was still interesting. Swiss Army Man was one of those movies I walked out and I was just like, do I like it? Do I dislike it? I don't know, but I don't know if I wasted my time either watching this. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had a good time, dude. <laughs> We did, we did, but that's like because we were the people we were with. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's one of those things is like if I didn't see this movie, would it like matter? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was like a weird movie though. Like it's it kinda like it sticks with you. It's you like, it's you know, unique. Like, it's yeah. unique for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I liked it. Uh my number eight uh is the Eternals. Uh Chloe Zhao. This is her Marvel movie, Kumail's like fucking Yeah. Loked out, fucking <laughs> swole master. Like two years ago, was doing a press yeah, about it. It's yeah. pretty self-explanatory. This is this is Marvel taking themselves into the uh, uh, space. This is like going God space. This is going uh, huge. We're going Jack Kirby era. Um, I don't know too much about the Eternals. I'm just in love with Chloe Zhao. Everything that she does, she'll come up on the list again. Um, the writer is one of those movies that, like, it to me, it's a uh, how would you describe it? It's like a test movie, I guess. It's one of those movies that I would put on for somebody and be like, "Do you like this? Do you not like this? Let me know." <laughs> and like <laughs> I sit no, there and watch them, them and be like, "Watch the movie." It's yeah. like horrible, but I fucking love that movie. Um, yeah, and, and uh, her other movie that I want to see is coming up on the list, but uh, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a Marvel movie. Chloe's out. They're taking a fucking swing on her, like they did Ryan Coogler. If it works, I mean, she could be in a class of all her own. If not. It is what it is. It's just a Marvel movie. It can't be bad. It's a Marvel movie, but uh, yeah. Especially with the people, it'll be entertaining for sure. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Angelina, Kumail, you know, a bunch yeah. of people. But uh, number right. seven. My next one is uh, Don't Look Up. It's the Adam McKay movie. Oh, yeah. The Netflix movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Leonardo's first Netflix movie. Yeah. And it's a, a comedy. So it's it's like Correct. you don't see Leo in too many comedies, you know? I don't know if it's a comedy, straight out comedy. I think it's more of a satire. Yeah. That's yeah. comedic. Well, anyway. <laughs> but, but no, like, you know what I mean? Like, because it's a, basically about, like, two astrologists or, like, meteorologists who, like, think the world's going to end, right? And yeah, then, so they're, they're uh, trying to, like, convey, well, they're trying to, like, let everybody know, like, a meteor is going to hit in six months. Correct. And so I think it's more of, like, uh, they're going to, like, kind of blow out the people around them. Not so much as, like, these guys are, like, fumbling idiots. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's just yeah. kinda, like a satire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it looks... I I like Adam McKay. You know everything he's made pretty much has been pretty interesting. So then he Leo, is, dude, I mean, he's I love, a genius. I love I Leo. He's a man. comedic genius. Yeah, he's good, man. And I watch anything Leo does now. He he he's like the new Robert De Niro. He bugs me. Does he really? Yeah, he remind like my thing is he looks he's starting to like morph into old Jack Nicholson. So yeah. like when I compare him, I always compare him to Jack Nicholson, and Jack Nicholson is just he's like one in a million. You know what I mean? So I don't know. <laughs> Yes. I like young Leo. I don't like uh, I don't like older Leo. Really? That makes sense. Man, yeah, that's crazy. Like a boy's life. Fucking love Leo. Go, what's he? <laughs> Gilbert Grape. Love him. Basketball Diaries. Love him. Titanic. I mean, yeah, I do like Titanic. Yeah, yeah I do. But uh, all the other ones. Mm, Inception. We start getting a little older. I don't know. I do like Leo. I can't say I, I like him. It's just he uh-huh. reminds me of Jack Nicholson, and that bugs me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> And then J Law, I feel like J Law hasn't done anything recently. That's good. Or oh, J Law, yeah. Or anything recently movie, at all that I, yeah. that I remember. A bunch of people are supposed to be in it though. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, like Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, cool. uh, Fran- I think I don't know if it's Francis McDormand, but there's like a gang of people that are supposed to be into it. In it, but we'll see. Uh, my number seven is uh, How It Ends, uh, the Daryl Ween movie uh, with uh, what's her fucking name, dude? Uh, they made Breaking Upwards. Uh, I'm like blanking on her fucking name right now. I wish you could look it up. But anyways, it's a movie that was made. It's one of the few movies they made during uh, COVID. Uh, I'm a huge fan of their other movies. Breaking Upwards. Uh, fuck, what's their other movies? I want to look it up now. Let me see. So Daryl Ween is uh, married to the chick that was on New Girl. Oh, the who plays uh, Schmidt's boss. And she made Band-Aid oh, okay. and shit like that. She remade The Craft this year. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Damn, what's her name, dude? She's good. Uh, I like her. She's very good. But this is a movie about basically the end of the world. And she like meets her former self and... Yeah, it's just like how it's going to fucking end, how the world's going to fucking end. Um, yeah, she it, it it looks good. It's uh it's been getting a lot of buzz from Sundance. People are, keep saying that it's the movie to watch at Sundance. It's sold out like instantly. Wasn't able to get fucking tickets for it, but uh it's a star-studded cast. Olivia Wilde, Helen Hunt, Lamorne Morris, uh Zoe Lister-Jones, that's her name. Oh, so okay. uh Fred Armisen's in the movie as well. It's uh, co-directed by both of them, Daryl Ween and Zoe Lister-Jones. Uh, all their movies I've fucking loved since Breaking Upwards. The first time I saw Breaking Upwards, it like broke my skull open. And uh, yeah, I fucking love their movies. And so I want to see it. Cool. My uh, my next one is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hey, brother. That's that on my list, but I didn't rank it. Did you I didn't rank, rank it? it? Hold on. Let me see. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Didn't rank it. Didn't rank it. So it's like you have it's Ghost. On there. It's on there. It's yeah. on there. Ghostbusters with the original cast, and you throw in Paul Rudd, dude. Oh man, that's all right. So, so that's your that's your thing. My biggest thing is like, uh, I fucking love uh, what's his name, Jason, Jason Reitman. Reitman. I yeah, fucking dude, love I him, dude. Like his last movie, The Front Runner. Like I'm all in on him now. I want to see everything he fucking makes. I mean, everybody loves uh, what is it? Up in the air. Yeah. Is that the fucking George Clooney movie? Yeah, George Clooney. Where he's he, then, he's like fires people. Yeah, and then people uh, love uh, Young Adult. Is it Young Adult? The one with Charlize Theron. Yeah. People like that's like a cult classic movie uh-huh. now. It did, it was like horrible at the time, and then he made Tully recently. Yeah, but I fucking love Jason Reitman and like his last movie, The Front Runner. I think that's like Hugh Jackman's best performance. Uh, and uh, yeah, I fucking love it. So I'm like sold. And then you, uh, Paul Rudd. And uh, Jason Ryman, I'm in, baby. And like, yeah. I like that. I like the way they went into the uh, mythos of yeah. Ghostbusters. Exactly. You yeah, me mean? too. It's like, it's, yeah, it, I, I like how it's in the same universe. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like its own thing. Correct. And it's not necessarily though. It's not force fed to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think the last Ghostbusters was bad with the ladies. I just think the CGI was so horrible oh, that the movie, it, like, I, I thought it was bad. Ruined dude. it for me. But uh. Yeah, it's like it's almost like it went around. It's like you put a straight line from that Ghostbusters and the new one and the old one, and this movie is like okay, we're gonna go around. All yeah, it's like not even gonna Ghostbusters yeah. universe, and I enjoy that. You know what I mean? It's not so heavy handed. Yeah, so I can't but wait for that one. But there's, there's no that's, re- a, that's another movie that's like no release date yet, right? No release date, but that's another movie that's been made for over almost a year and a half, dude. Yeah, that like that was supposed to come out last year or this, yeah, last year. That was supposed to come out last year, uh-huh. at the beginning of last year. Yeah, that was like a summer movie. Year, yeah, and so they're just sitting on it. Yeah, that, I want to see that one really fucking bad. What number was that? I don't know. Number six. Yeah, I think so. All right, by number six is uh, the Green Knight uh, by uh, David Lowry. 
It's an A24 movie. It's yeah. another movie that's been made for a while. Uh, one of da- one of uh, David Lauer's movie. Uh, is it his last movie, Ghost Story? Yeah, he, the last one he did was Ghost Story. Maybe had an existential crisis in my... F- oh, no, it's not the last movie. It's uh, The Man in the Gun was his last movie. Before that was Ghost Story. Oh, really? I th- I didn't not The Man in the Gun. What is it called? The fucking Robert Redford movie. The one that everybody was like, this is the one. Like, This is Robert Redford's last movie. It's basically uh, about Robert Redford. He plays like an aging bank robber. And uh, he meets Sissy Spacek, and he's like very charming, being fucking Robert Redford. And uh, yeah, he fucking the old man in the gun. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was his last movie. But uh, yeah, so this is another A twenty four movie that's been picked up. I don't know if you've ever read that short story about the Green Knight. Um, yeah, it's a cool little story about medieval fucking swordsman who invites this Green Knight to the castle ruins everything and it's like an allegory on like why man should uh not be all-knowing um yeah i enjoy that i enjoy the cast and i enjoy that director i want to fucking see it david lowry can't do any fucking wrong in my uh yeah in my fucking universe in my head whatever i want to see it. he gave me he made me have a panic attack in a fucking movie theater so dude that's why i haven't seen it because i remember you told me like uh you probably should have watched that movie and i was like yeah, All right. anybody anybody who anybody can who can like bring that kind of emotion out of me i want to fucking see and he made puff the magic fucking dragon which was like really good with robert redford as well uh-huh. for a kid's movie um but yeah I, it's like one of those guys where i want to see fucking everything he makes uh not necessarily like a front runner for like I have to see this guy, but it he's like makes interesting movies that I want to see. Yeah, yeah, I hope I, that makes sense. I know it does. It does. <laughs> I have like a I have like a ha- I have like a shorthand of like guys like like that's it. Blackout. Yeah. Whatever they whatever they see. make, you're gonna watch. Yes, and like he definitely is up there, but he's not my top tier like favorite. He's not somebody I bring up all the time. Where it's like, oh, like if you had to describe yourself, oh, who are your favorite directors right now? I'd be like, um, I don't know if I would think of him right off the top of my my head. Yeah. Your number five. All right, my number five is the beta test. Is that What's on your? That? That's the the new movie by Jim Cummings. No, that's not on my list. I don't no? even know anything about it. Okay, nope. so it's written and directed by him, and okay. uh, it's coming out. It's already like in post production. It's redone. It's coming out this year, and it's Holy like shit, really, yeah. And it's so it's a Hollywood agent. He receives a letter from like a hookup he did, and he's married, so he cheated on his wife, and he received a letter from some somebody that he hooked up with. And um, it's just pretty much a thriller from that point on. And he wrote, directed, and he's starring in it. So this is like his next, like, okay. yeah. And it's, so it's pretty much going to be like a mystery of who sent it, and like, uh, and then it goes into like a downward spiral of like, almost like the gift. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's that's that's going to be, you know, it's Jim Cummings. So it's like he's that that type of person. Yes, right? yes, you just yes. have to. He's watch. like what I just explained yeah. on my last one. That's like he's definitely in there. Yeah, Correct. so I, that's that's dude. I can't wait for that one. All right, for sure. I had no idea he even made a fucking other movie. That's crazy. Yeah, no, he, he's a dude. He's he's gonna be up there, man. Very resourceful, very very resourceful yeah. man. Um. All right, so my number five uh, is Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I have like mixed feelings about this movie. Um, I I'm like I don't like the exploitation of like a. A very uh, important uh, historical civil civil rights leader, because uh-huh. um, I feel like it's like almost exploiting him. But at the same time, not a lot of people know who may not know this story, and it's like a story to get out there. I just hope that it's written the right way and shown that yeah, basically our government killed this fucking guy who was only twenty one or twenty four years old at the time, 
shot a hundred fucking bullets in his in his apartment um to kill the guy. Um yeah, he was assassinated. Assassination of Fred Hampton. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um it's written by the Lucas brothers, the two comedians, the twin brothers. Yeah. Um I've heard mixed things about the movie. I'm scared. I've heard things that people are like, it's okay, like it's good, but I've heard people that like fucking love it. The big push right now obviously is like people that love it. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm very scared. It looks beautiful. The movie looks fucking beautiful. Um, uh, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned Ooh. before, I've been looking for Sundance tickets. This got announced that this is going to be premiering at Sundance. So I was able to get a ticket, uh, to watch the movie. Um, but it comes out the, th- I'm watching it on the third and it comes out the 12th on HBO max. So like two weeks later on HBO max, who's, who's directing it? Is it like a first timer or is it like a, I don't know if he's a first time, but he's a music video director. Oh, Shaka okay. King. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I love the cast who's involved in it. Yeah. Keith Stanfield, um, yeah, plays a very important figure in uh, American history that basically was a downfall of the Black Panther Party. You can, like, you can trace back to this young man. Uh, but yeah, I want to see it. I want to fucking, I want to fucking see the fucking movie. Have you seen the trailer for MLK FBI? I've seen that trailer for it. Um, that's another one that's like, yeah. That's pretty if good. If you didn't know that. But I, I think the story of Fred Hamp- the story of Fred Hampton is a much bigger I think the story of Fred Hampton is like I think it'll have a bigger impact on people than it will Martin Luther King. And I, I you know, that's like that's like might be sacrilegious sacrilegious to say to some people, but Fred Hampton was like a young kid who came from nothing, basically like studied fucking law. Didn't yeah. go to law school, but studied law and was at the forefront of the Black Panther uh Black Panther Party that like basically said, you know what, we're gonna provide what our community is uh missing and so he was like you know what uh, they started with fucking breakfasts for kids they were like you know what we're gonna do breakfast for kids because that's what they need to like have a nutritious meal one nutritious meal a day so they can like think in school and uh they started you know people started seeing that they started the rainbow coalition meaning that like asians and puerto ricans and whites in chicago were like holy shit these guys are like really doing something and that was the birth of the fuck, literally the birth of the Black Panther Party. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, he literally was like I said, he's only 21 or 24 at the time that he got killed. The CIA was just like, nah, he this kid is going to be a fucking black messiah. That's like literally an FNC in the files. Yeah. And they go to his apartment and they unload fucking 100 bullets like there's countless documentaries on it, and uh, like I said, I have mixed feelings because I don't necessarily enjoy the exploitation of like a character like this. But it's like I don't know how many people know the actual story of Fred Hampton. Yeah. Um. So it's always good to educate. But yeah. Have you so, seen the uh, the trailer for uh, We Are the We Are the Brooklyn Saints? It's a no, Netflix movie. So. It's a documentary. It's about a, uh-huh. a, a little league uh, team in Brooklyn, and um, okay. Yeah, just it looks really it looks really good, and it's pretty much about like getting those kids to have um, positive reinforcement. You know what I mean? Like instead of being out there yeah. in gangs and stuff, it looks it looks really good, and it's kind of like goes from that season of football for those kids, okay. and then like it shows like Spike Lee comes in and he like kind of like talks to them and stuff. Like it uh-huh. looks it looks really good. I think it's it's coming out like in two weeks, like on Netflix. Yeah, it looks good. I recommend it. What's it called? Uh, I think we are the Brooklyn Saints. Okay. I think We Are is like the series, and then the Brooklyn Saints is is this season. Got it. I see what you're It's a show, you know? And then, so I think that's what it is. Okay. Your number four? My number four. Okay. It's uh, Nightmare Alley. 
By oh, the Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro, yeah. 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 I mean, like Guillermo del Toro, dude. I mean, I'll watch anything he does. And uh, this looks, dude, this story, this looks really interesting. So it was like written, it was a novel that was written in 1946 or 1942. And they and, made it into a movie. And they made it into a movie like a year later, like they bought the rights for it, you know, Correct. and they made it to a movie. Yeah. But it's like a carny and like pretty much like you just like the life of a carny, like debaucherous, you know, just kind of like slummy. And then he meets this like psychiatrist, you know, he kind of like teams up with her. And then they start conning people out of money. And then it just becomes like a crazy spiral out of control, you know? And then, like, okay. having the mind of, like, God, Del Toro, like, that universe of, like, carnivals, you know, like, scenes and everything, you know it's going to be good, you know? And then, There's no Bradley Cooper's yeah. attached to it. And then Rooney Mara and Willem Dafoe. They're both. They're oh, all, okay. So it's a dude. Like, the cast is great. And then the director's great. Like, it's going to be good. That does sound good. I mean, Guillermo del Toro is uh, an auteur for our generation. Definitely, man. Uh, we love that man. We went to go see that man. <laughs> well, that proved uh, it to me, too, dude. Like, when we went to go see him, like, it was like a... Dude, that was, like, it was so awesome. And we saw him at, at the Arclight, and it was like a behind-the-scenes... Kind of like a special feature he did like a, a Blu-ray. He did like a symposium. He but did in his, person. He basically did a symposium for The Shape of Water. He did like a two-hour master class on... Uh, Shape of Water. He broke down literally his like writing style, his storyboarding style, his from like costume, everything. He, he, he broke down everything. He brought his laptop and then just plugged in his laptop to the HDMI, and we saw his <laughs> yeah. whole everything on his laptop. It was yes. cool. Basically, you see his thought process. Yeah, that was awesome, man. And just like his whole process was like he's so like into like all the fine details of everything. Like you know, like when he makes a movie, that's his life for two years or whatever, how long ever it takes, and that's like dude. I respect that so much, you know, like, like you just have to see it, you know what I mean? Because he spent so much of his time, you know, making that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. That does sound good. I mean, yeah, that's one of those movies that, like, people are anticipating for a long time, though. So, that's, like, that's like up there. That's my, that's, that's comparative to my number two. <laughs> and then he has uh, Pinocchio coming out this year, too. It's, animated, though, right? Yeah, animated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number four is Golden Arm. So, uh, this movie is uh was made i want to say almost two years ago <laughs> they were looking for distribution last year and it was just one of those things where they were they were getting sent to festivals it was getting picked up by all these like fantastic fact tiff and stuff like that and then everything got canceled and then within the past month they found out that they got distribute they they got picked up uh for distribution i think through hulu so it's going to be streaming Basically, it's over the top, but for women. So Betsy Sadaro play, who's a comedian, uh, and another chick play like a trucker who's like does arm wrestling, like but it's <laughs> girls, it, and it's like very involved or not. It's like a lot of the uh, cast members bit parts are played by like the L.A. comedy scene, like a local L.A. comedy scene. Um, it sounds like a super cool premise, um, and from what I've heard, it sounds good. It, the mo- I mean, the movie is good. Um, but yeah, I want to see it. It's like one of those, one of these movies that it's like, it's like, it's been out of reach for so long. I keep hearing about it. And I want to fucking see it. Like I'm a huge, so I found out about it cause I, I'm a huge fan of this uh, comic named Ahmed Barucha and it's directed by his sister. And, uh, yeah, it's just got like a bunch of comedians in it and it sounds fucking good. It's over oh, the top, cool. but with the fucking girl, uh, a you know, girl you know, like you know, best friends instead of a dad and a son, and yeah, like that's so random. Like a trucker, <laughs> uh, fucking arm wrestling champion. 
That sounds cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to fucking see that movie. It's one of those things, like I said, it's been out of reach for a while. I've been hearing about it for so fucking long that I just want to see it already. <laughs> Is there a release window for it? Yeah, it's coming out this year, but I forgot. They released it like literally this month. They were like, hey, oh, okay. it's going to be on fucking Hulu. And, That's cool, uh, man. Yeah, you should watch it. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know when it comes fucking out. <laughs> my, my number three was um, the Edgar Wright movie. So you could go with yours. Oh, okay. Uh, my number three is uh, Nomadland, oh, okay. uh, which I've talked about, uh, I think, on this podcast for a while now. Chloe Zhao, like I said, she made the fucking writer. This is her new movie with uh, Frances McDormand. I'm ne- they, like, the push that they're giving this movie is pretty unprecedented. It's basically up there with Barry Jenkins and Moonlight. Like, this is the movie. They're like, I don't give a fuck about First Cow and Kelly Reichert. <laughs> like, this is the movie Frances McDormand needs to win fucking Best Actress. I don't know. People keep talking about this fucking movie. I was bummed that I didn't get a chance to see it earlier this year. They just announced that they're going to release it um, in February. And so, yeah, I want to fucking see it. I want to see it, but I'm kind of bummed. They're saying that they're supposed to release it for a week in IMAX. And I'm like honestly thinking about figuring out where they're playing it and driving to go see it because That's, I want to fucking see it in a and, theater. And that why why IMAX? Is it like was it something shot in about IMAX or something was... about I don't know something about for a week in IMAX and then after it's going to be in theater and uh, on demand oh, okay. at the same time. That movie, I mean, I barely dude, like I've heard about that movie forever and I barely saw the trailer this week. And yeah. um, it looks good, man. It looks like it. It looks like it's shot. Like I could, dude. If it was, it's like a super like indie movie, right? But like, if it was shot on IMAX, I could. To- I totally get it because it's like, all like she's a nomad, so like there's beautiful and it's just scenery. Like, she, they're you know like mean? beautiful landscapes around. Yeah, her. so I could totally see that happening. That'd be that'd yeah. be cool, man. So I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you guys already know. I want to fucking. Gotta get that, that vaccine, dude, to go to the movie theater. You already know, my boy. I, I try try to steal a vial for you, but uh, hell no, I'm fucking, I'm fucking trying to go. I don't care, now. I'm trying to go. <laughs> I'll risk it all. You're number two, my man. All right, my number two is Halloween Kills. Oh, okay, yes, 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 that's not even on my list, but yeah, yep, because it, like it was supposed to come out last year on Halloween, and it's um, dude, and like it's been so long, dude, since like a good Halloween movie's come out. And like the last movie was the last Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that was like so good. Like, and uh, as I mean, it was true to like the classic, you know. And then it was just really enjoyable, really brutal, you know. And uh, so this is pretty much the second one in the trilogy that they're making. And uh, yeah, dude, I can't wait, man. It's just it. And like the last, like it's one of those movies. Like when we saw the first, I don't know if you were there with us, but we saw the first movie. Like we saw it in the theater, and it was like. I saw it in the theater. I don't know if I saw it with you. It was like all of us. Like a lot of us went like probably like eight of us or something. Okay. And like the vibe, like the whole like the like you could feel the electricity in the in the theater, you know, because everybody's just like excited for it. It's just like one of those genre movies that like people just don't like the midnight. You know, we went to the midnight showing. David Gordon Green is directing this one? Yeah. Oh, all right. And uh, yeah, and it's just I can't wait, man. Like I was so stoked on the on the first one of the of this trilogy and like it, dude it didn't let me you know it didn't let me down like it lived up to its expectations so this one supposedly this one's even more brutal and like now it's kind of like halloween one was like good you know yeah. it's obviously it's a classic but like i love halloween two that's like my favorite and they're comparing this to halloween two because it's like his trilogy oh the the original yeah the original and like i guess it just picks up right where i left off and it's just like he just starts and goes you know so that's yeah it. i'm stoked man 
Yeah, uh, it's a, this is another one that it like always shows up on t- on anticipated list with uh, uh, Coming to America too. Yeah, this is the one that like I always see Halloween Kills and Coming to America too. They're always like in the same fucking list. I was like when I was doing research uh-huh. of like all the movies that are coming out, like looking through festival lists and shit like that. Those are the two movies that like always pop up. Um, all right, my number two is pretty fucking easy. Uh, it's basically we had a whole episode dedicated to uh, the release of it and why it shouldn't come out uh, in, on demand. It's fucking Dune. <laughs> I want to see fucking Denis Villeneuve uh, fucking make Dune. I want to see one of my favorite uh, filmmakers currently. He is like up there, definitely in my top fucking five current filmmakers that I want to fucking see make a Dune movie. I fucking read the book. Like, I read a 700-page epic just to see this fucking movie. didn't come out. And, uh, yeah, it's like I fucking have blue balls to see this fucking movie. So, uh, yeah, Entertainment Weekly fucked up my life with, like, releasing of the pictures. And I was like, this is the greatest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm not even, like, that kind of guy. But I feel like I'm, like, being a total, like, Lord of the Rings fanboy. Like... (laughs) I don't know, like, I'm like, I've entered into the world, even though I hate the ending in that fucking book, I've, like, entered into that world, and it's like, I want to fucking see this movie. So this movie is, is going to be part one? Part one. So it's basically, I think it's going to, I think I know where it's going to end. I don't want to, like, ruin it for yeah, people, but I, I think I know where it's going to end, because that would be, like, a good end point for me, I think. Oh, and then, so then he's expected to make another one then? They made it already. I believe they made the, they made both of them. Cause I, I I know he he like said about like he used the second one as leverage when they did the whole like Warner Brothers thing. He pretty much said that he's not gonna finish the second one. Oh, so it's not finished. So oh, it's, it's not finished. finished. So I, like I don't know, but like I thought they just shot it all as one movie and then they just like you know. So so then the second one is still part of the first book. Yeah, the second oh, the second okay. it, it, it's gonna take two movies to make one book. So it's all one story. It's all one book, but then there's two movies. Correct. For, is that how the Correct. first Dune was, or was the first Dune just like a like a really long movie? The first one is just like a really long movie. It's trash though. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, I'm excited, dude. Like he, I love his style, man. Like he's such a good director. Like he's, it's really uh, yeah. It's, crazy yeah it's one of those things where it's like the cast the casting when i saw the list it's like fuck dude like this is like perfect for in my head you know when you're reading a book like this is who i want as like uh this is who i want as like people fucking cast it in a fucking movie like when you're reading a book and you're like you know what uh let me see i'm trying to think fuck dude like ah fuck uh, so Josh Brolin is uh, casted in as like a very specific character. I want to say his name is Braddock or Haddock in the fucking novel. Now I'm sounding like a fucking noob not reading the fucking, like he doesn't know what he'd read in the fucking <laughs> book. But uh, he plays like uh, the right-hand man to uh, the main character's dad. And the main character's dad is played by Oscar Isaac. Uh, Timothy Chalamet plays the son who's like uh, the main character. It's just like a, man, it's like one of those things like I didn't think I was going to like it. And, like, I was entranced by a 700-page book. Like, a 700-page book that's been, like, published since the fucking 60s. Like, yeah. That, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that happened and it worked, but it fucking worked. And, like, Denis is, uh, I think, uh, an auteur for our generation for genre films. I think he makes amazing genre fucking films. Uh, Blade Runner, Enemy, Prisoners. Like, you can go down the fucking list. Like, this guy makes fucking amazing movies. And uh, yeah, I want to see fucking. I want to see fucking Dune. <laughs> <laughs> well, the is it at the end of the year? Or is it like mid year, or do you know when it's? All I know is I don't know if it's coming out, but I just know that it's not coming out on streaming anymore. Oh, it's not right. They... It's not. Okay. It's going to be released in theaters first. Oh, that's cool. 
That's good. So it should be, dude. We'll f- we'll find out whether or not it comes out. But that was pushed on the HBO Max slate all the way down there. So you know oh, what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So good, man. All right. Good. Drum all right. roll, please. All right, my Your number-, number one, buddy. It's Canary. Which is? It's uh, Evan Glaudel's new movie. God damn it, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, I mean, I would have waited for the. I would. I would. I. I want to see Chuck, the other one. Chuck Hogan. No. Yeah, yeah. That. That. Like. It's. That seems like a really good genre. Genre movie. Like a good. But like. I don't know. Like Bellflower was. I don't even know if it's a genre movie. I think Chuck Hank and the whatever San Diego Twins or whatever is gonna be like so out of this fucking world. Yeah, it's gonna be know. gnarly. It's gonna be like half of it's like an <laughs> like eight bit. Like some of the characters are an eight bit. It's just, and then they yeah. have like a crazy side scrolling like scene yeah. that looks bad it looks badass but like i heard that it w- i mean he's been releasing a lot of stuff about it and like it was a kind of a nightmare you know yeah like they were just like really disappointed about it like what they made yeah. <laughs> so they had to go back and fix it yeah. but um yeah canary like well valflower his first movie was like one of my favorite movies and uh canary seems to be like a one of his favorite movies of all time yeah. period so this is like a litmus test for people uh it's not a lot of people have seen Bellflower, but this is a movie I showed Ruben and it like changed his fucking life. And uh, yeah, this is a movie that Ruben. This is like a, a very very personal movie to Ruben. Uh, it uh, it acknowledges move like Ruben's love for movies on like very on very specific levels, like mechanically and uh, compositionally and emotionally. Like it resonates with Ruben yeah, on like, all three of those levels. Uh-huh. Like he loves he loves the the behind the scenes on like the making of bellflower and how this guy is like a fucking mechanical wizard who like doesn't didn't have enough money to make like gnarly cameras so he just like built him his fucking self he got pieces from different cameras and built his own <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah it's like, it's this is like a movie that ruben brings up all the time and uh yeah some people are just like huh what the fuck are you talking about but this is a very specific movie that also dates us and like our relationship uh, bellflower the yeah. first movie and uh, yeah, this is a movie. The movie he's talking about, Canary, is a movie that's like. Ha, this is like ultimate blue balls. This is a movie that's been yeah, in production dude, for, like for like six, almost, seven years. Almost yeah, almost ten years. It seems like yeah, it seems like forever. Yeah, but like he was saying that like he, after Bellflower, he had like all those opportunities to make movies. You know, like all like the water bottle meetings. You know, like oh, you know, yeah. you sit down and make Jason he, Bloom. Yeah, he had Bloomhouse. Yeah, that's he had fucking, Bloomhouse money, that's literally, crazy, man. And like he's 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 like nuts, man. Like I totally get like his brain though. Like he's he wants to do his own shit, and he wants to physically make everything in that movie. So it's like it, it must be like a nightmare to be like to work for him because like he's so like anal you know, about everything. Particular. And, and he if he has a flamethrower in the movie, he wants to build it and make sure it works. Like it's an actual working flamethrower. Yes. But so, but like it takes ten years <laughs> to make a fucking movie. That's the only problem, you know. But, yeah. But yeah. But so this is like. Bellflower was it was just like uh, about a relationship. This guy meeting a girl, and it's kind of like it's built up in his brain, and then it just like it could be like a hellish experience for somebody. You know what I mean? And then like this is literally like a spirit, uh, like a spiritual successor, I guess, to that movie because it's like about a couple that live together, and they find a machine in their house that can alter their emotions, and like they they know about it, so then they 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 kind of experiment with it. And then it just pretty much goes to hell. Like it just keep, takes them through like a hellish experience. But as as they're dealing with their own problems of their relationship, so it's just kind of like like I don't know. It just it, the way like he just it's like a simple concept, but he brings like a style to it that's just like gnarly, you know? Like yeah, 
Yeah, I know. It's it, so I'm like super stoked, and it might not even come out this year. Like I have, like it's it's supposed to, but like I I doubt it. You know what I mean? But it's just like <laughs> like I hope it does. I'm more like I want to see the resolution. This guy's like been in our life for so fucking long, and we've been anticipating all his fucking movies, his other movie that he made, and like he's been releasing lately. Um, I think because he's like overcome the hurdle of like finishing the movies, he's been releasing lately like backstory and like about his life and how he made movies and how it relates to him, and they're like little snippets on IG. But like, I don't know, it's like very heartfelt and uh, that's always cool because it always makes you feel connected to that filmmaker. Um, but yeah, I just want to see the resolution. This is a movie he's been working on for so fucking long that I want to see that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, that re- and then as you were saying that, that reminded me of another fucking movie that I'll, I'll recommend at the okay. end. But, uh, um, yeah. All right. So uh, my number one is probably going to be in your uh, when I explain to you and tell you, you're going to be like, oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be my number two. All right. <laughs> So uh, there's is, 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 is it going to count a three? Is it going to get rid of my uh, my Willy's Wonderland? Lip? Is it going to take Willy Wonder <laughs> Willy's Wonderland? No, it's going to beat it. It's going to beat it, bro. Don't even try. Right. It's called On the Count of Three. Okay. So this is a first time movie by a first time uh, writer director by the name of Gerard Carmichael. Oh uh, damn! Gerard Carmichael, Sold. the comedian, basically made a movie uh, where he plays best friends with Christopher Abbott. And uh, the story is they have two guns and they made a pact to kill themselves by the end of the day. And so, yeah, it's a fucking movie that uh, was out of nowhere, got announced that it's going to be premiering at Sundance, sold out the first movie to sell out. It's the movie that like everybody wants to fucking see. Um, yeah, I wasn't able to get a fucking ticket. I'm like shooting. I'm like so pissed, but uh, it is what it is. I want to see the fucking movie. Christopher Abbott has bleached hair in the one image that they've released and they're it's him and Gerard like holding a gun to each other like in a backyard and uh it sounds fucking crazy I don't know like that premise is like so gnarly like two friends yeah. that vow to kill themselves and it's apparently sprinkled in with like all his comedian friends so it's like all people that we enjoy seeing is going to be in this fucking movie and yeah I think Gerard Carmichael is a genius I think I think that it's going to take like 10 years for people to catch up to him. I, you know, it's a little pretentious to say shit like that, but I just feel like that with this kid. I think his specials that people watch 10 years from now are going to be like, oh shit, that makes total sense. Um, Yeah, I love everything that kid does. I want to see this fucking movie. And uh, yeah, I can't fucking wait. If you were talking about most anticipated, like this is fucking number one with the fucking bullet. I want to see it. Yeah, Period. dude, that sounds like amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I want to see this fucking movie. That's number fucking one, dude. That's cool. It kind of it kind of reminds me of. Uh, have you ever seen that movie Two Days with Paul Rudd? Yeah, with Paul Rudd, it's a great movie. Yeah, it reminds and me so, of that. Uh, this reminds me of a movie. This reminds me of like this is this is from what I've heard from the movie. It's a first time director. You know, it's like made on minimal money. It's Gerard Carmichael. Like I'm always intrigued with movies. I feel like I want to make. I want to. Uh-huh. Like I would be able to make. You know what I mean? Like within grasp, within reach. So like, I don't know. This sounds like everything I want to hear. If I'm let down, I'm let down. But from what I've seen and what I've heard, it sounds fucking amazing. So uh, his show would do. Yeah. His show was really good. The Carmichael show. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. amazing, too. That was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I fucking... Uh, Gerard's last special, Gerard's last special, I really enjoyed. The one that was directed by Bo Burnham. Yeah. And I know the one before that, the one at the comedy... Uh, Was it the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Store? I think the Comedy Store. I'll be back real quick. 
yeah i think a lot of people don't enjoy didn't enjoy that but man i fucking i love this kid like i told ruben right now this is a movie that i want to fucking i want to see there's only one released image of the whole movie and i want to see it i'm bummed that i wasn't able to get a ticket at fucking for sundance um but yeah that is what it is um yeah that's my number one i hope you guys enjoyed the list um let me give a couple of honorable mentions uh these are movies that i i wanted to uh mention or like ruben brought up and like man like i thought uh i obviously want to see fucking Candyman because that's another movie that's been like held out for a, a fucking uh, long time that's been pushed back which is kind of scary because i don't know if necessarily that's gonna be a good or a bad movie i just know it's been pushed back like three or four times uh, from what i've heard it's like mixed reviews some people like it some people don't um i want to see fucking after yang who was directed by uh kogonada uh his last movie columbus is like one of my favorite movies i've seen in the past five years um yeah and i don't really know like i don't really know much on it so i don't know if i like <laughs> it's hard to be like there's not much research to do on it so i don't know if it's like the one of my mo it didn't make my list because i don't know too much about it i just know it's directed by kogonada and i fucking love his movies and so i want to see i want to see that movie so that's why I didn't put it on my list. Um, Zola, which is another movie by A24 that like, I think that's going to be a movie that like breaks out. I think that's going to be a movie that like people fucking want to see. It's an A24 movie. The premise is there was like a conversation two or three years ago on Twitter about this girl. And she's like, hey, I spent a night with a stripper. And then she just put in a thread, like all the shit that started happening. And they made that into a fucking movie. It's like a, it's like a Reddit thread or what? What's that? Like a Reddit thread? No, like a Twitter thread. It oh, started okay. on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I think the girl from Waves is in it and somebody else. And uh, yeah, it's just a movie that like had a lot of buzz before COVID and was going to be like, hey, this might be the movie at all this at all the fucking um, that might be a movie at all the festivals that does really well. But not necessarily sure if that's going to do it. I just know. I just feel like to me, that's going to be the movie that like may have a breakout fucking uh, year. It's not on my list, but I just, you know what I mean? Um, yeah um what else what else what else well like uh, i, I had, earth. I had earth is in, what, what i was gonna say like like it's crazy dude because like our, our lists were like very different from each other and it's like Correct. exciting dude because like a lot of the stuff that you mentioned like i really want to see too yeah and like dude there's so much shit to watch now and it's like really cool um yeah. I, there was uh three movies that i wanted to put on my list but like like i'm gonna watch them this weekend you know what i mean like like one of them was um uh, what, what the hell is it called? It's um, that Tom Hanks movie, the, uh, News of the World. That looks awesome. And uh, I've been waiting to see that for the longest time, and it came out this weekend. And uh, so I'm going to see that one, and then Promising Young Woman. Like, I remember seeing that at, like, I saw that trailer at a movie theater. So that just shows, like, how long it's been, like, it's been being pushed. And that looks awesome. It looks like a, like a really good genre film. And um, there's also that, that one movie, uh, Psycho Goreman. That I've been looking forward to, and that's supposed to be like a bonkers ass movie that, like, super gory and like a funny like '80s throwback, kind of like a retro movie, and that came out this weekend too. So it's just like, and then One Night in Miami, like I'm like really stoked to see that, and that so I that you've came, been talking about that fucking movie for a quick I, minute. I want to see it. I uh -huh. just have hesitations. I don't enjoy when people from America are not from America are playing like very integral American figures. And so there's a lot of there's a couple of guys in this movie that are British and they're playing like American. And that's another that's I didn't say that, but that's another problem. I didn't like what Judas and the Black Messiah. It's got a British guy playing fucking Fred Hampton. And oh, so, okay. 
I don't know. It kind of bugs me, but yeah, but yeah, that, but, but the pedigree is there. Regina yeah. King, she's good. You I know, know I mean? man. So like, I like, I'm so stoked on that movie, and like, it, can, it like that would have definitely been on my list. But I mean, it does technically come out this year, but like, it comes out this weekend. So yeah, yeah I'll watch that. The anticipation is not there anymore because you can watch it now. Yeah, because it's on Amazon right now. I just go throw it on. But dude, it's it's like gnarly, man. Like so many good movies, and then like I'm sure do like like. Like I'm excited to see what our, our top ten of the year is going to be because it's like I bet you like half the movies that are going to be in our top ten are not even going to be on the list that we said. It may or may not. Yeah. Because there's like a lot yeah. of movies that just like that are smaller movies that just like just come out because like they they announce them the two weeks before they correct come out. correct or there's like always movies you stumble about you had no fucking idea you're yeah. just like holy shit like yeah so the last movie that I want to recommend or. Not recommend, but the one that I'm keeping my eye out, and it's like it's another movie that uh, it's like the Kogonada movie that I recommended. Um, I just don't know too much about it. I just know the backstory on it, and the backstory is so fucking intriguing. So there's his this guy, uh, he worked with fucking um, what's the guy from Bellflower, Evan Gladell. Uh-huh. He worked with him. I don't know if he did the uh, special effects or anything. He did. He's do, he does something with him. He does either the special effects or he works with them. Period. Um, he made this movie called The Wandering Fucking Mare. And apparently it was like so fucking good that the dude Shane Carruth, who made like Primer and Upstream Color, who's like so over the fucking industry that basically retired a couple years ago, came out and was like, I'm going to help produce this guy's fucking movie because I believe so much in it. And it's supposed to be like this gnarly sci-fi epic. And uh, yeah, it sounds intriguing. Like there was a whole article about like how Shane Carruth, who's like a god to like a lot of people, uh, came to like help this guy brings his bring this guy's dream to fruition. And so, yeah, it's one of those things that like I don't know anything about the story. They released a trailer this like two weeks ago, and it looks crazy. It almost reminds me of Stalker, but like now. So the the Tarkovsky movie where it's like a guy like wandering this like sci-fi landscape, like trying to get from one end to the other. And it's like super dreamlike. Um, but yeah, I'm just super intrigued. I don't know if I like it. You know what I mean? I want to see it and yeah. I like the backstory behind it, but I don't know if I would put it on my list. What's it called? But that's just a movie. Wandering Mare. M-A-R-E. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, those are movies. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy those, that list. Um, it's gonna be a dude, it's gonna be a great year for movies and dude yeah, and video I hope games. So, man, and, yeah. I just I'm just I'm just afraid that like shit's gonna get keep pushing back and back like Candyman. I just hope that shit. I I I it's, I just don't want that to happen. Like yeah, Candyman's been pushed back three or four times already. I was and, like uh, that seems like like I I would have put that on my list, but I there, I saw something about it where like people were, weren't into it or something. The people that saw it, yeah. So I was I talked about it earlier, basically like. It's like very mixed reviews, and from what I've heard, people that saw it are just like it's kind of eh, like it's not great, but it's yeah. not it's not bad. And, uh, and I, I love the original Tony Todd, dude. He was like perfect yeah. Candyman, but um, and Virginia yeah. Madsen, hell yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, but I'm yeah, either way, I'm excited to see it. But it's just like it's it's one of those movies that's been pushed back three or four fucking times. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to, I just really hope a lot of these movies, like you know, Dune's already been back, been pushed back twice now at this point, and so yeah. We'll see. I know that there's a pan a pandemic, and I'm and, sure uh, I'm sure there's gonna be an Adam Sandler Netflix movie sprinkled in there somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? That we haven't heard about. Oh, definitely, brother, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope you guys. Uh, I hope we guys. I hope we informed you on movies that are coming out. I hope you guys uh, check out those movies when we watch them. There'll probably be a couple of episodes where we like talk about the fucking movies that are on this list. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. 
Um, I think we're going to do a watch along soon. Yeah. Robocop. Uh, to Robocop. And so, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy that one too. Uh, we don't get like, I'm scared to film it or scared to record it. Cause I feel like there might be dead air and we're just like sitting there watching Robocop. It'd be funny. Like if I'm watching the remake and you're watching the original, we're just like, <laughs> Hey, I like the remake, but whatever. Uh, we're not going to get into it. That's neither here nor there. I know a lot of people don't like that movie, but whatever. I got both versions. You know what it is. <laughs> uh, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I enjoyed this one a lot. Uh, recording it. Uh, this might make not. This might not fit anybody's context. I might not know what the fuck was going on with like half of these movies. They're just like, wait, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But uh, whatever. It's exciting, uh, dude. It's exciting. It's movies of like, the year. So much stuff to look forward to, you know? And you got, like Ruben said, you got a lot of stuff to look forward to this year. So uh, peace and blessings to everybody out there. Uh, stay listening to the podcast. Hit us up. Let us know what you like about the podcast and what you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, see you guys later, or I'll see you at another time. All right, later, guys. Bow. <laughs>